In Florida Ag and Review for the week of September 3rd, we start off with a look at the effects of recent rainfall here in our state. The areas of South Florida picked up five inches of rain from Hurricane Isaac as it passed just south of Key West, helping the drought monitor to show no abnormally dry areas for the whole state of Florida for the first time since June 29th of 2010. Rainfall from Isaac also helped refill Lake Okeechobee as it rose three quarters of a foot in just two days. As of September 3rd, the lake elevation was 14.24 feet compared to 10.74 feet just a year ago and mighty close to the average of 14.30 feet during the 1965-2007 period of record. But Isaac wasn't the only reason for the improved water table throughout the state as rainfall has been more consistent here recently. For example, West Palm Beach recorded the soggiest August on record with 22.28 inches of rainfall breaking the 1995 record of 20.12 inches. And since January 1st, the Miami International Airport has recorded 68 inches of rain compared to a normal of 39 inches. And now we turn our attention to exports. Some good news on the trade front. For fiscal 2012, we've upped our estimates for agricultural exports to $136.5 billion. That's up from $134.5 billion. That was the estimate that we came out with in May. That's USDA Chief Economist Joe Glauber, who says it looks like that good news will carry on into the 2013 fiscal year with the first estimates. Projecting exports at $143.5 billion. That's a record. This despite lower production estimates for many commodities. The big difference and one reason we're seeing this increase in exports is because the prices are so high and they are offsetting for many commodities actually a drop in volume. Corn down 14 percent, soybeans down 19 percent, cotton down 7 percent. However, cotton is the one commodity that is still projected to be off a bit. There we're projecting cotton exports at 4.8 billion. That's off around 28 percent from last year. And a quick look at import projections for fiscal year 2013. We're now projecting those at $117 billion, so the net trade balance at $26.5 billion. Also, Glauber notes that Canada is expected to take the lead from China as our number one export market. And with more export news, Randall Wiseman had this. News out of Tokyo this week shows a panel of Japanese experts has recommended that imports of beef from cows up to 30 months old will be allowed to enter their country. U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Philip Tsang told me things are looking positive for U.S. beef in Japan. They've had uh, seven different meetings of their Food Safety Commission where they look at the risk uh, going from 20 months to 30 months. From what we understand is uh, basically all their questions have been answered and uh, they're going to come forward with a recommendation, and then there'll be a public comment period, which is like we do in the United States as far as a rulemaking protocol. They'll look at those comments, then they'll uh, remand them that questions to their Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare. They'll then have uh, uh, hearings for about 10 different hearings around the country, and then they'll be able to make an announcement. So actually we're hoping that by the fourth quarter of this year there'll be an announcement as Japan moving from 20 months to, to 30 months. Sang said right now in Japan, they are dealing with high prices and low inventories of beef. And they're getting a lot of internal interest from their, their own industry. And not, not the farmers as much as it is from the retailers and food service and many folks there. They're also very anxious for this to happen. So for us, it's, it's good for the Japanese, it's good for the Americans, and, and uh, so we just want the Japanese to get going on it. Japan banned U.S. beef imports back in 2003 after that BSE incident, but then back in 2005 did allow imports of beef 20 months or younger. And sticking with the beef angle, we'll wrap up for this week with Everett Griner. Uh, let's say you're hosting a cookout and you need a half dozen steaks to flop on the grill, or you have friends coming for dinner and you 
you'd like to put a juicy pot roast on the table. Do you shop for the kind of beef you want, or you just buy what looks good and hope? Well, you know, farmers can and farmers do produce the kind and the quality you want. You're likely to pay more. USDA still grades all beef processed in our commercial processing plants. Three grades, prime, choice, and select. Won't find much prime grade. Ninety percent of that goes to fancy tablecloth restaurants. You don't see much choice grade in supermarkets either. It's mostly select grade. Do you check? A good market will have it labeled. If it's not, it's likely to be select, the lowest grade. All right, prime choice select. The choice you make determines the quality that you enjoy. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.